what's going on? If you see my eyes cheating, it's because I got Sam Ryder teeing off on 18 right now. But I want to be the first one to get this uh, showdown video out there. So I have to kind of start right as they're starting to finish. And we already know enough information to get uh, all the round four strategy showdown we need in. So here we go. Just know that for the next 15 minutes, my eyes might be cheating on you when I do this. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who is here to help you get better at this game, because if you don't know, this shit be tough. We do week-long, but today we're going to be focusing on Showdown, because you're watching the Showdown Hoedown, which is kind of, you know, the flagship of my station, and where the biggest edge exists. Yes, we do the emergency stream for week-long every Wednesday, 7 p.m., Lord's Time Zone. As always, so I encourage you to come check that out. If you make your lineups before it, you are a donkey dick, and that's why you lose, among other reasons. So come check it out. If you like the cut of my jib, if you don't, fuck off. I'm independent. I don't care. I don't have to keep anybody happy. So don't watch the show. Cool. Let's get going. Hey, you need to hang around till the end because I'm definitely going to tell you about some prize picks. Yes, I have NBA up there. That's just because they don't have PGA up right now. Okay, but we'll be talking PGA prize picks. Which fucking smash today? I told you yesterday to go play all the studs on the unders uh, for strokes and the overs on birdies, and they both killed. Rom slated, uh, Xander slated, Finau slated. Basically everybody. It was just an easy day. It was a print money day on prize picks. Um, and the nice thing about price picks is you can win and I can win together, right? It's not like DraftKings where basically like if you win, you're taking kids up. You're, wait, you're taking food out of my kid's mouth that I don't have. I don't have children. Make good life decisions. Uh, all right, let's start uh, over here. Cut sweats. Uh, if you don't know, it's the best site out there. Go use my code half off the first month. Uh, as I told you yesterday, I have a pretty big six of six rate and I have a, I mean, you can just, uh, let's see, who's my most exposed guys this week? Like who do I have in the most lineups? You can go search that. Uh, out of my lineups, the guy that I have the most is Tony Finau. So him shooting an eight under bogey free round today was not bad for the lineups. Is this for, what is this showdown? What are we doing here? This doesn't seem right. Is this the right slate? I don't know. Maybe I clicked on somebody else because I feel like I have Finau on like a few hundred lineups. But anyways, what are you going to do? Oh, maybe because yeah, because this doesn't have FanDuel on it. That's probably why. I played some FanDuel. I like their tournament and I won over there first. So if you don't know, go check this out. What will be cool is right after this is up, there will be a pay sweats and I will be able to go. I have probably about, I think, 10 lineups or so in the top 1,000 over in the big $5. And it'll let me know if any of those have a real chance of winning. It'll look, you know, at who's in my lineup versus... Uh, everybody else that's up there that has a six of six and it simulates it out 10,000 times and it'll let me know if any of those lineups really have a chance. So maybe I have like a, you know, a 1% chance of winning 25 grand tomorrow. That'd be cool. I'd take that. I'd take that pretty good odds, right? So that's what it'll do. That will be out, but I get this show out so damn quick. I don't ever show it off. Sorry, Nelson. All right, let's talk about how the course played today. Hey, look at that. It played exactly how I told you. It played right around even par, just a hair harder. Um, it, it, it was basically uh, pretty close to what we saw. I mean, almost exactly the same thing we saw day one. And I think it's about what we should expect tomorrow unless they do something funky with the flags or we see some winds kick up, which I don't want to spoil it for you. There is going to be a wee bit tomorrow wind tomorrow. A wee bit. So we have to factor that in. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's how the course played today. If you want to see the wave difference, well, there you go. The back, uh, the, the guys that played in the afternoon had a little bit harder. Okay. And, uh, why is that? Well, first of all, it's not that a third of a shirt, a third of a shot is very much, but I think it is worth noticing. It could be the course just gets a little dried out. Greens get a little chewed up more than they already are, uh, from people walking on them all day. Or it could just be the guys in the afternoon got nervous and shit their bed. Like, you know, Tano Goyo and Brennan Steele and all those donkey dicks that you played at showdown today that you shouldn't have. Let's start with contest selection. Because if you don't know, contest selection has me so excited that DraftKings is finally getting it that the PGA DFS community, this is this is the fucking Farmers Insurance Open, and they have a $300,000 round four contest. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm so pumped. They're finally getting it, right? And here's the best part. They only did 50000 to first to make this tournament really awesome. Nope. They did 100000 to first. What the fuck, DraftKings? You're killing me? Now, I see this tournament, one-third of all the money to first. 
Get the fuck out of here. I just, I hate it. Like, I'm so pumped that they're doing a $300,000 tournament. But, like, if you don't know, like, you've got to play multiple thousands of dollars just to max enter this. And even if you max enter it, you probably are going to get a negative return on your investment about 97% of the time. Um, and I just don't like that. So, anyways, that's that's terrible. But don't worry. Don't worry, DGen. There's the big $5. You could go MME that one. Third of the money the first. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to do when I see these contests. What the hell are you doing? So, I mean, right there, the two best contests normally that are out there, uh, you know, pretty much they're toast. They suck. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to play them. What am I going to play? Well, you know, you know I'm going to be playing. Where, where the hell is it? Where is it? 25000 right here. Boom. The one that I helped get made, the 18 max $10. I can't believe they didn't bump it up to 30000 a day. What the fuck, DraftKings? Work with me here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help me help you help me help you and make the damn tournaments bigger all these feel like three hours before lock okay so come on get it together bro uh so what are you playing tomorrow well first of all if you're if you if you got a you know a good bankroll the 555 is just a badass tournament go play in it it's really good tournament uh and you don't have to worry about playing pros playing 150 because they can only max in or seven so you can go toss two or three in it and not be too out leveraged from there, the $44 always really good. The $100 single entry, the $200 single entry, the $5 single entry, the $1.20 max, the $33 single entry, the $12 single entry. It's almost all the same tournaments, right? Uh, the, the, this is another thing I wish they would do with showdown uh, contests. Is I wish they would give us more variety, right? There's just not any, you know, any good three maxes or anything out there. Don't worry. I'm in the rear, you mother father. But you know what? Just hear me on this one, right? Do this. Just tomorrow. Just one time. Go try out cash, right? Today, I didn't love the contest out there, right? Too much money going to first and the big one. I just, I, I bitched about it yesterday on the Showdown Hoedown. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to put more money into cash today, right? And yes, at cash, you're never going to win $100,000 in a day. I mean, I guess you could if you, <laughs> if you put up enough money, but let's be realistic. You ain't putting up that kind of money, nor am I. So, you know what's nice? Instead of like, you know, uh, trying to go chase a, a lottery with some of these GPPs, it's kind of nice to just go do a, a, a cash lineup and win. What, 800 bucks? You put in 800. I doubled up across the board, so I won 800 bucks. That's nice. I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I still get the sweat of enjoying the round. I still get the sweat of building a lineup. I still get to think through the process. And at the end of the day, whenever you double up your money like this, this gives you a lot of free bullets to go toss in GPPs the next day. And now you have a chance to win that real money. And you're essentially playing with the house's money because you're just spending the money you want at, at your cash lineup, right? So this is what I did on Thursday. I didn't do it, or this is what I did on Wednesday. Did not do it for round two on Friday because I couldn't make a cash lineup I loved. And then I made a cash lineup I loved today. And there you go. The other big takeaway I want you to take away from this is, why do you do two cash lineups? Very simple. I couldn't decide if I wanted uh, Day and Rose or if I wanted Xander and uh, who was it? Burmeester, right? So I said, fuck it. Let's just do both. So I just split the money between them both, went and entered them. The other big takeaway I want you guys to keep up with, and I shouldn't tell you this. I should only tell this to my Discord, but most of you aren't going to listen to it anyway, so I'll just fucking tell you. I've been tracking this for a while now. And I play in the $250 double ups, the $100, up, $100 double ups, the 50s, the 25s, the 10s, all the way down to fives, right? And they almost unequivocally, the winning scores to be above the threshold to double up in the 250s and the 100s is every single time lower than in the fives and the tens. I don't know why that is, but it is undeniable. You think, oh, the guy's playing for bigger money, gonna have better lineups. 
Not true. Not true at all. I have a I have a much higher success rate at the higher dollar stuff simply because the cut score is lower. And it's just basic math that if you have a lower cut score, you're going to get above that more often. So if you're a guy that's going to play $500 in cash tomorrow, I'm telling you, you'd be better putting it all into you know hundreds and 250s and maybe even $50 than you would going and trying to get in those five and tens and think that's where the slap dicks play. Because maybe that is where slap dicks play, but slap dicks accidentally make really good lineups at cash, apparently. And new guy, if you don't know cash, it's just double up some 50-50s and stuff like that, okay? All right, let's get to going uh, with the weather. Let's uh, let's check out the weather. Uh, as you can see, we're going to have a little bit of gust tomorrow, according to my bros over at Windfinder. A little bit more. If you see today, it only peaked at like 7, so I do think the course will probably play closer to a stroke over par manana. Plus, it's going to be Sunday pin placements on a Saturday because it's round 4, and I bet you're going to see the course play a little bit tougher. Not like U.S. Open tough, but like, you know, you better watch the F out tough. Uh, you can see over here, this one, our slow site, it says basically the same thing. Uh, Saturday, we're going to get some gusts uh, in the afternoon, a little bit more than uh, earlier in the day. Uh, let's go check Willie Weather. You can see they're saying it just slightly increases right around 1 or 2 when the leaders will be out there. And, of course, over on the Weather Channel, a wise man once told me they do weather, and uh, you got the exact same thing. So all four sites seem to be consistent that we're going to have 10 to 12 mile an hour winds, which is about double what we saw today, and that will probably have a little impact on scoring. Plus, they haven't released the pin placement yet, but when they do, I have to assume they're going to be tucking some pins and putting them in some fuck you places. It's going to be almost impossible to get to birdie. I would guess six or seven holes tomorrow, right? So that's something we'll just, you'll just have to check after the show. You just go to PGA Communications on Twitter. They'll have it all there. Brother, brother. All right. Hey, I still got to make a lot of lineups tonight. After I do my Rosetta Stone, I'll go make videos for my Discord. Hey, look at that. This is the solver. It's the best optimizer out there. And look, oh, look, my projections are already in there. You can go do that and my ownership and everything you need to, after you make your player pool, you make your own picks. Don't take other people's picks. Don't be a slapdick. You're your own man and or woman okay and so you after you go make your own player pool now you need the best version of that player pool and you put it in an optimizer and it'll spit out the best versions of your lineups this is what they do over at the solver if you like my projections and my ownership it'll already be in there to help you do it you still got to make your own player pool but this will make the best version of those 25 dollars a month for the best optimizer out there is laughable make sure to use my landing page you see that little symbol up there if that's not on there and you don't sign up with that you won't get my projections and my ownership so make sure to do it it will be in the description of this video all right, let's talk some strategy. I have said this so many times. It makes me sick that I have to keep putting this up here. Tomorrow is round four, which is normally on Sundays, but this week it's on a Saturday. And here is our magical position points. Where it's like, ooh, I got to play this guy because he's in first. I've got to play Sam Ryder. He gets 13 points. Or he doesn't. Okay, if Sam Ryder doesn't win this tournament, he don't get 13 points. Yes, when the tournament locks tomorrow right at 11 a.m., lord's time zone you're gonna be like oh my god my lineups are so good i've got damn rider points they're fake as fuck they don't matter okay when he goes out there and shoots a three over tomorrow you ain't gonna have nothing from him so you guys got to stop falling in love with these fake position points it doesn't matter where they start the round it matters where they finish okay now please hear me on this because so many of you people out there misquote me on this and i want to throat punch you every time you do it am i saying that position points don't matter no i am not saying that i'm saying the position points at the start of the round don't matter you do want to factor these in where where guys are going to finish right you say well where they start determines where they're going to finish uh not necessarily dipshit so what you want to be aware of is yes having some guys that are going to finish preferably first and a couple in the top five so you're getting some of those bonus points are great but you want to be doing that for people that have great rounds on top of that and then these position points 
points are just bonus points added on top of that. Not not Sam Ryder, who's going to go out there and shoot one over tomorrow, make one birdie, two bogeys, and then you think he's going to get you 13 points. Well, even if he does that, it ain't going to matter because look how few these points are. First of all, he'll get boat raced if he only shoots a one over tomorrow. So let's say he somehow holds on and gets second place. Oh, that's still 10 points. That's awesome. Okay, no, it's not. Because 10 points, the difference between uh, 10 points for, for uh, second place and the guy down here getting uh, 10th place is 5.5. No, no, no. Let's go all the way down to 20th place. It's 4.5 or 4 points to 10. That's a six-point difference. That is literally the difference in one birdie. One birdie is the difference. Get the fuck out of here. Quit chasing these stupid imaginary points. I have studied this. I've looked over it. Now we're at 21 events. I've looked at it. And the average number of people in the lineups that win GPPs that are starting in the top 10, right? So guys that are starting in the top 10 tomorrow are going to be all these guys. It's going to be Sam Stevens, Ben Ann, Joseph Bramlett, Fowler, all these guys from T9Up. On average, the winning GPP lineup only has 2.7 of these guys in their lineup. That means usually, on average, about three guys come from outside of this top 10. So yes, they're taking some guys up top, but they're not just going to go play the top six guys in the tournament. That's stupid as shit. Okay? You're just not going to get the upside you need. You're just wanting to see your, your little lineups be all the way to the right at the start of the tournament and have no realization that like that's not going to matter. That's not going to matter in the end because your guys are literally starting with fake points. It's like defenses at NFL DFS, right? They start out with 10 points. Oh, I'm winning showdown. That's just because the defense hasn't given up any points yet, you donkey. So there you go. You got to learn that, man. Okay, I'm not saying position points don't matter. I'm saying starting position points don't matter. If you misquote me on that, I will throat punch you. Okay. As always, we'll start where we always start. Great rounds. Finau, Rom, M, Ricky, Keegan, uh, and Adam Shank. Okay. Here's a good general rule. And by the way, if you followed this rule yesterday, he would have been doing pretty well. Go to play Tano Goyo. He had the good round. Okay. I mean, if you think he's going to have a great round two days in a row, you go right on ahead, Bob. Uh, but these guys, are they going to have a great round tomorrow? Hold on. The fan is like blowing all over the place. Are these guys going to have a great round tomorrow? Well, the answer is we don't know. But I can tell you this. Finau, Rom, and M are guys that can go stack two amazing rounds on top of each other. Three amazing rounds. Four amazing rounds. They're incredible golfers. But when you, guys, you, when you have guys like Ricky Fowler, Adam Shank, S.H. Kim, Kevin Tway, Ryan Palmer. You need to start pumping the brakes and think, are these guys really going to stack 90 to 95 percentile outcome rounds on top of each other? Plus, because they had good rounds, they're starting higher up in the position points, and that's naturally going to make people own them more, right? So you got to be aware of that. Now, Tony Finau, uh, John Rom, yes, they could just go boat race this thing tomorrow. I'm fully aware of that. So I don't know how much that rule applies to them, okay? I will tell you, Finau, Rom, and M will all be crazy owned tomorrow, okay? So if you if you have a hot take that one of them isn't going to carry over that momentum tomorrow, you can fade them, and you will probably get 40% of the field boxed out if they have a you know just an average round. Like if Finau shoots a minus one tomorrow and you don't play him, you'll have almost 40% of lineups blocked out, and that's huge in a GPP. The next thing I like to do is I like to go look at the top 10. I am going to make, in my player pool, I, let's say I do, I, I'm going to make, uh, we'll just make up a number. I'm going to do 20 lineups, so I'm going to have a player pool of uh, 14 players, okay? I will probably have four of my 14 guys will be guys that start in the top 10. And then I will put a rule over on my optimizer saying, hey, I want at least two of these guys in every one of my lineups so that I have those guys up there. Maybe I'll do five guys and make a rule that I want at least three of them up there, right? It kind of depends on how many guys up in that top 10 that I like. And so from there, now I am ensuring that every lineup has either two or three of those guys. And then the optimizer will go fill it in with the better people in my player pool down at the bottom, right? And I'll also set a rule that says no more than three of these guys because I don't want to play five guys who start in the top 10 because A, I, I don't think that that's going to have a great win equity because of all the, 
you know, win equity for the DFS contest that I'm in because so many of those guys will already be owned. I'll be playing 1v1s versus like hundreds of people. So I don't want to do that. That's why I will probably minim minimum two guys in the top 10 of my lineup and a max of three. Okay. Just something to consider if you're an optimizer user. From there, I like to go see who are some guys that just shit the bed today, right? Guys, you could never play. You could never, ever, ever, ever play Wyndham Clark. Did you see how bad he was today? You could never play him. Or you could. Okay, no one's going to play Wyndham Clark tomorrow. He's T67. He could never win. Well, of course he can't win. But he could go say, fuck it, and go out there and shoot a minus seven tomorrow uh, early in the day. Well, everybody's going to be at the course at the same time. But you know what I mean. And and just go out there and get hot. Wyndham Clark is one of those dudes. When he gets hot, he gets spicy hot. And not every guy gets spicy hot. But Wyndham Clark can get spicy hot. So there you go. Uh, that's a guy. How about, how about Robbie Shelton? He was horrible today, man. He killed my lineups. He could never do good tomorrow. Or he could. Look, he, almost all the strokes he lost today were off the tee, right? Which I'm, I'm not even going to take the time to look. Actually, you could go look. And you could just go see off the tee. Like, he just had, like, two bad drives today that basically sank his whole ship. And so because of that, if you just take those out, it, you know, maybe he can overcome that, right? Or maybe he'll go to the range tonight and figure it out. The point I'm trying to make is no, all these guys down here are legit going to be 1% owned. Bing Griffin was, like, 50% owned in cash today and just shit the bed. He could never do good tomorrow. Or he could. Game. Don't be afraid to mix and match these guys coming off of a bad round. Because in showdown, when you can get guys at less than 1% to break the slate, you have GPPs by the nuts. And you've got to be able to do it. And who are the guys that are going to be less than 1%? It's going to be these ass clowns down here that killed everybody's lineups today. Everyone's going to see that they didn't ball strike. Everybody's going to see they had a bad round. Everybody's going to see they're not starting in the top 20. And they're going to say, I can't play them. Can't do it. Okay. I mean, that's how you get these 1% guys. Okay. It's a round of golf. Great golfers or even good golfers can have a bad round and go out and play like animals the next day. So there you go. Just consider that. Taylor Montgomery, he screwed you today, didn't he? You played him and he screwed you. You could never play him tomorrow. Or you could. Don't be afraid of a good bounce back play. All right, from there, the single most important thing you want to check out is approach. Ricky Fowler's approach today, insane. Four strokes in a single round is like legend, legendary stuff. That's incredible. Uh, and, you know, the crazy thing is when we think of Ricky, or at least how I used to think of Ricky, I thought of him as a great putter. And weirdly enough, that was the worst thing he did today was putting. So if you're buying that he's going to keep ball striking like that, it's really hard to not want to play some Ricky tomorrow. I am of the mind that do I really want to play a 25% owned Ricky Fowler tomorrow? I don't know about that, Bob, but that's up to you. You make your own fucking lineups. I don't care who you play. Uh, from there, no surprise, Rom, Finau, Max Oma. Max Oma, actually, man, he had a great another great day on approach and sucked. I mean, that's the kind of guy that I want. A guy right there in the top five who spun his wheels today. That's like the optimal type plays there. I mean, those are the kind of guys I love to target. Uh, from there, uh, you know, Kevin Tway had a really nice ball striking round, but like, you got to remember there's this whole middle ground where he's Kevin Tway. Okay. So I don't know if I want to fall in love with him. You know, I want to find these dudes that just didn't have a great round, but we're still ball striking like Nick Hardy, great ball striking. That's a good little guy to look at, uh, look at bouncing back tomorrow. The next thing, did anybody just kill themselves off the tee today? Uh, Rob, well, we already talked about Robbie Shelton. Justin, Sh Justin Suh shot a minus one today, losing three strokes off the tee. That's insane. That is insane. Justin Suh, if you think that he can get it back, let's just go look real quick. Off the tee, Justin Suh. One, two. He basically had uh, three bad drives. Three bad drives. And, uh, like, I know that's a lot. But, like, if he gets that fixed, he probably has, like, a minus four round, minus five round. He could have he could have tore this course up. So uh, that's a guy to look for. Siwoo Kim was good at everything today. Shot an even round, losing two strokes off the tee. Not a soul is going to play Siwoo Kim tomorrow at that salary. He's just lingering there at, at uh, T32, right? He could easily backdoor a top ten, shoot a six under, and you will get him at 3% ownership. 
And this is what I do. I just keep going through it and I keep looking, right? Adam Havlin shot a minus two today, losing a stroke and a half off the tee. These are really telling numbers because you can get that figured out, right? They can figure that out at a range session, right? Or maybe they just don't hit the one effing ball out of bounds this time. It is a thing that can happen. Tano Goyo, you played him, didn't you? Look at this poor guy. He sucked at everything today. How could you not see that coming? I mean, if you played him yesterday, you're a genius. If you played him today, you're kind of a donkey. All right, the last one, around the greens. Anybody just kill themselves around the green? Old Gare Bear Woodland. But he kind of sucked at everything, right? If they suck at everything, then you can't really read a lot into that. But if when I see a guy like, like Simakawa, he lost two strokes around the greens almost, but he was good at everything else. So they're, 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 that's how you find sleepers, right? You say, man, if he just like doesn't chip like you know an asshole, then he probably has a pretty nice round. Uh, who else? Look at this. Look at this. Oh, Alex Smalley just killed themselves around the green, but great approach, really good putting for Alex Smalley. And this is how I go through and I find guys, right? This is what you do. This is the process, right? But if you want to know what's even better than that is you just come over to my website right here. Whenever it finally pops up, djn75.com. I have a website and I have the best community around. We are a fun, positive... <sighs> sharing community who roots on each other and we don't have any pricks over there uh, some people have called me one but other than that none we don't give picks over there we learn how to play but most importantly i have this bad boy called the rosetta stone which will help you focus on all of the right stats i've actually added another one today we're adding a new one called good approach and we're going to look at that and you can see it's going to have ownership it's going to have short game regression all the things you need to make informed decisions about what makes a good showdown play okay not a single fucking pick on here but how to do it right Okay, go check that out if you want. Uh, are you ready to see the top four? Well, make sure to go. Oh, shit. Shut up, me. Shut up, me. Make sure to go like and subscribe if you would. All right, here are some guys that are incredible round four scores on this course that are fairly priced. Steven Yeager, Emiliano Grillo, Callum Taron, Lonto Griffin. As you can see, all in the top 13 of round four scoring average, and all are very affordable. If you want to see all of them, I got it on my stone. All right, let's end with price picks. As I told you yesterday, they were going to tear this course up. Here's what I want you to do tomorrow when it comes to price picks. I want you to really consider guys that are going to be charging, and I want you to play the birdies, right? A guy like you know Tony Finau, a guy like Max Homa, they're so rich, they don't give a shit about getting second place. They are going to try to boat race this course tomorrow, and they are going to fire at every flag no matter where it's at. So these guys that are chasing, Xander Schauffele, uh, guys that are you know within five to seven strokes of the lead who have a puncher's chance of getting there, they're going to fire at every flag stick. That means that I don't necessarily love them for the strokes because there is a chance they're going to get themselves in troubles, eat some bogeys, maybe even a double bogey, right? But what I do know is when they're firing at every flag, they're so damn talented, you can almost guarantee that they are going to get five birdies if they just putt like a normal human, okay? So those guys chasing, Sungjae, Xander, Finau, any of those guys that are chasing, I would be playing the overs on birdies, especially if prize picks and underdog lay out some lazy-ass numbers like they did today. If they put 4.5 birdies out there, you go fucking smash it, okay? And yes, there'll be a little bit more wind tomorrow, and yes, the course will play a little bit tougher, but I think it will only be about half to a full stroke whereas today it was a quarter stroke. So I wouldn't get too worried about that. That will be my strategy on price picks. I have plenty of money uh, in the price picks account because today was just like a print money kind of day if you just played all the under guys, right? Like, and we all can celebrate together. I hope you did it. Last thing I want you to consider is go give me a follow on Twitter. You can always DM me, uh, reach out to me. I'll never blow you off. I don't take myself too serious. I'm not like a content creator. That's like, how it for you? So reach out to me and I will give you a thoughtful and timely response. Also, don't forget to go check out djn75.com, growing every day. All I want you to do is just go look at all those motherfather flags that I'm posting on Twitter of all of our dudes winning. It's incredible how hot of a week we are having over at the Farmer's Insurance. I hope to see you there. I hope to see you around. But most of all, I hope you enjoy this outro. Outro.